Welcome to the Omnis Investment Club podcast. This podcast is for information only and is not intended to be investment or financial advice. If you have any questions, please contact your financial advisor. Hello and welcome to the Omnis Investment Club podcast. I'm Rohit Vaswani of Omnis Investments and here to give you a brief summary of markets last week. Well, the last few weeks have been eventful, put it one way, driven of course by turmoil in the banking sector. On the 19th of March, UBS agreed to purchase Credit Suisse and central banks across the world announced coordinated action to ease strains in financial markets. Markets were therefore broadly positive this week. And of course, we also had interest rate hikes from two central banks. Let's get into the detail. As always, we start in the US, where markets were mixed but the S&P 500 ended the week up 1.4%. Unsurprisingly, given the pressures in the banking sector, financial stocks performed more poorly than the broad market. The real estate sector also suffered on worries about how stresses in the regional banking system would affect the commercial real estate market, where regional banks remain the primary lenders. Of course, the most closely watched event of the week was the US Central Bank, the Federal Reserve Policy Meeting, in which interest rates were raised by a quarter of a percentage point, largely as expected. The Fed said that it can see further interest rate hikes and then that it did not expect to cut interest rates this year. This is in stark contrast to what the market expects, which is interest rates coming down as early as June. Economic data continues to suggest that the economy remains in a strong position. We'll have to wait and see whether the recent developments in the banking centre or whether interest rate hikes will start to feed through to economic data. Let's move to Japan next. Stocks markets generated mixed returns for the week, with the Nikkei 225 index finishing the week up 0.2%. On the economic data front, the rate of consumer inflation slowed in Japan, with core consumer price index rising 3.1% year-on-year in February, down from 4.2% in January. The contribution from energy fell notably due to the government electricity subsidies to cushion the impact of price pressures. Amid calls for further stimulus, a government panel endorsed plans during the week to add more than 2 trillion Japanese yen to existing inflation relief measures, which will go toward responding to the rise in energy prices as well as support to low-income households. In terms of economic activity, March saw a continued divergence between the services and manufacturing sectors. On one hand, services continued to strengthen, given the government support and increase in Chinese tourism, whereas manufacturing continues to weaken as new orders fall. Moving to China, where stocks rose on hopes that the country's central bank will maintain a supportive stance for the economy. The blue-chip CSI 300 added 1.7% during the week. Now, this supportive environment that the central bank is providing is important because despite China's economic indicators picking up in recent months, as consumption and infrastructure investment rebounded from pandemic lockdowns, the recent developments in the banking sector is putting strains on global economic growth. So any support is always welcome. Let's look at Europe next, where shares broadly rose during the week, despite shares in banks struggling. The Eurostox 50 gained 1.6%. Bank stocks in Europe declined sharply towards the end of the week despite earlier gains on the news that UBS had agreed to buy Credit Suisse. The focus towards the end of the week turned to Deutsche Bank. 
But on Friday, Germany's Chancellor Olaf Scholz said that Deutsche Bank continues to be a very profitable bank and there is no reason to be concerned about it. On the economic side of things, business activity in the Eurozone expanded faster than expected in March, driven by strong growth in the services sector. But on the flip side, manufacturing activity fell across most countries. And in terms of politics, France was in the news, with more than 2 million people taking to the streets on Thursday in a protest of the proposed pension reforms, which raises retirement age. Finally, wrapping up with the UK, where the FTSE 100 rose just shy of 1%. All eyes were on the Bank of England, who followed the Federal Reserve in raising interest rates by a quarter of a percentage point, to 4.25%. The Bank of England's Financial Policy Committee has said that the UK banking system remains resilient. So the news of the interest rate increase came shortly after data showed that the pace of inflation had quickened in February to 10.4% from 10.1% in January. Economically speaking, data is pointing to a more resilient UK economy with the possibility that the UK economy could in fact grow in the first three months of the year. We'll have to wait the official data which comes out in May. So all in all, there are still some concerns bubbling around about the banking sector. And whilst there appears to be no common theme that could indicate widespread contagion, the markets do continue to look for any signs of weakness. And as a result, depositors continue to withdraw their money in favour for what they perceive to be better alternatives for their cash. As always, we'll keep an eye on things for you. And remember to visit our website, www.omnisinvestments.com, where we'll update you on things if required. And if not, you'll know I'll be back next Monday to give you this week's rundown. Have a great week and thanks for tuning in. Goodbye. This podcast has been brought to you by Omnis Investments, which is authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority.